Hello, hello. Welcome in as the audience is getting in to the live stream today. Let me just mention who I am, what I do, and why I'm here. So this is the podcast, Builder vs. Buyer. I'm the host, Adam Steiner. Thank you to all of those that are listening in the future. I hope the future is well and the earth is still around. That would be nice. Um, so on this podcast, what I do and talk about, um, honestly, I worked for a builder for a number of years in the home design uh, as a home designer, some as office management and all that. And I just found that there was so much distrust with clients coming in day one. They're already distrusting of the builder. And what was sad was I was working for builders that were doing things well and doing things the right way. Um, and I wanted to make a podcast to hopefully bring the sides together. So share a little bit about what I think is going through a builder's head as they're telling you X, Y, or Z. And then also um, help educate some clients and maybe some builders on some processes that I see from other other places and other things. So that's why I'm here. That's what I'm doing. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, just know I am live on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So if you want to listen in the future, stay up to date on my, follow me on one of those sources and you will get notifications when I'm planning on going live. Um, as I've mentioned before in the podcast, I'm not super great about being um, on a rigid schedule. My life is just kind of crazy. So I do these when I can. I try to do them every couple of weeks, but we have what we have. For those of you joining on TikTok, hopefully you can hear me. Let me know if you can't. Um, if you have a question, floor plans, design, um, home building process, anything in that, um, feel free to hit it in the chat. I would love to answer as many of those as I can. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, feel free to light up the questions. All right. I did get a question this week that I've gotten so, so often, and I feel like I haven't addressed it yet on the podcast and would love to hear. That is how far out should you start planning? Um, the person that asked this specifically thought they were about five years out, but um, I've heard anywhere from two months to five years in that range. And it's a great question. So when when should you start planning for a new build? When should you buy land? When should you start the design? Um, what to do in the meantime? And my thought on it is this. I, <laughs> Personally, I really like clients that are closer to building than further. I think there's just an infinite number of options. So it's hard. In five years, you're going to drive yourself crazy if you if that's the time you want to spend. Um, if that's the time you want to spend in design, um, that's just so, so much time to change your mind, go back and forth. Your lifestyle is going to change. Your needs are going to change. It, it's just a lot of back and forth and a lot of stress that I don't, I don't think is helpful. Um, so I wouldn't recommend starting to design five years out. I would instead turn your, turn your attention to research, listen to some great podcasts, um, get a lot of information in front of yourself. Um, and then I would also look into land. So look into, um, 
look into what you need to know for land. Um, find out what things like septic fields are, whether or not you'll need one. Um, educate yourself on what a walkout lot looks like versus a flat lot. Um, educate yourself on your city or county setbacks. Um, so those are some things I would make sure and do. And one thing I say on the, on the time frame, so people want to spend a ton of time to like really get the perfect plan. I just don't think the perfect plan is out there. I'm sorry. I, you need to hear this. A floor plan is not going to fix your life. <laughs> um, I hope, I hope everybody knows that if you're a disorganized person and you, you think building a house is going to fix that, it's not. Um, maybe I shouldn't say that. I know my industry is, we're supposed to market that, you know, we can solve all your problems um, and all that. And th there's some things that a great design can really, really help with. And I don't mean to minimize that, but also don't put the pressure on yourself to design and build the perfect house. It's not out there. It's not going to fix your life. If you just take that weight off, I think you'll actually enjoy the process a lot more. Um, so I would say for starting design, I like if honestly, two months is flying. If you want to get a bid set done from the day you contact me, two months out is possible. I've done it. Um, but it is really fast. I think most of my clients end up in the three to five month range for design. And it's not that it, I don't think that I'm really going that slow. It's just a lot happens in that time. You know, it takes me about two weeks to turn around a drawing or a revision. And then in between the time you lose some days for a meeting or somebody's out sick and, and that time just kind of adds up. So I, I would say three to five months out before a bid bids can take anywhere from four to eight weeks. Um, so plan for that as well. So you're looking at, you know, six to eight months before you want to start digging is when I would, um, at the latest contact somebody you could do a, about out to a year. Um, if it's more than a year though, I, I think I would, I would probably recommend you pause and wait and just do research and figure out, figure out a lot of stuff um, and not rush into designing at first. I know design is exciting, but it, it's just a ton of back and forth. The clients I've worked with that have been in the design process for more than a year, none of them end up building. It just, they get too stressed, too overwhelmed. They buy something that's existing on the market. It's just easier. Like they've just spent all their stress bucket and they don't want to deal with it anymore. So yeah, that's, I know there's people out there that have spent years and years in design and, and still built great houses. Like I'm not saying it's not possible. It's not happening, but it just, um, yeah, I, had, I haven't seen it go well. Um, got a question here. How much should the builder fee be 11, 15%? Um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen some in those range. So when not everybody would see a builder fee though. So a builder fee is typically more on the custom side. Um, you'll, when you're dealing with a builder that does cost plus, so they will just give you the bids and say, this is what I paid for lumber. This is what I paid your framer. Um, I'm going to add 11 to 15% on for management. I honestly think that's a, probably a pretty fair range. I've seen 15% is, is more, um, what I see and is like, air quotes, conventional on it. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps. I am in USA. 
I am in Indiana answering a question there. Um, and then I got not a prezo go live with the questions. I don't know what that means. I'm not a TikTok expert. So if one of you wants to pop in there and let me know what that means, that would be super helpful. For those of you listening on the podcast, sorry about that distraction. When, who do I need to talk to about built-ins like laundry chutes? So that would be your designer and or architect, drafter, whoever you're using to make that floor plan for you. Um, some things like built-ins are super easy to add later. Um, you know, so even in the, I hate adding and deleting stuff in the construction documents because it just gets messy, but even adding them in the construction documents isn't that big of a deal as long as you have space for them. Um, and usually you have space where you can carve out some sort of built-ins. However, specifically something like a laundry chute, I would say at your very first meeting because a laundry chute cuts through um, at least two floors, maybe all three if you're doing basement, main floor, second floor, um, laundry chute can cut through all of those. And it's really annoying to try and carve a space out of three floors later down the road. Um, so that's one of those things I would bring up in a very early meeting. Say like, if it's a must, um, and you might get into a good discussion about, hey, maybe we'd rather have our laundry room upstairs and not have to do a laundry chute and all that. But that's a good, very early on um, thing I would do there. Hey, my buddy from Minnesota joined in. How you doing? Um, so... I swore I wasn't going to make that noise anymore, and now I'm still doing it. So again, sorry. For those of you joining on TikTok, doing live Q&A on floor plans, design trends, building, anything like that, how do you feel about courtyards? How much does it add to the cost? Um, so I've seen a couple of courtyards. I'm not sure to which you're referring. So one would be like the garage is detached from the house or there's two sets of garage bays, one that's attached and one that's detached. And then there's a drive courtyard area in between those. Um, the other, other is what I'd call like a courts, courtyard garage layout where it's a side load, but it's to the front. So the the driveway is kicking out in front of the front door, if that makes sense. Um, so in either case, they do add a lot of cost. Um, you'll, anytime your garage is fully exposed from the home, you're just adding more walls because instead of sharing a garage to house wall, that's cheaper than um, a garage to outside wall. You have more siding, you have more foundation, all that stuff adds up. So anytime you're going to expose your garage more from the home or fully detach it, you're going to add a lot. Um, you could be looking at the, I don't know what market it's tough for me to, to quote pricing. Cause it's really all over the place in the country. Um, and I don't really know that much in pricing anymore. Um, cause so much has changed over the last couple years. So yeah. Um, I would say to, again, that's something I would definitely um, make mention of early if it's something you definitely want. And then also with courtyards. So the garage 
floor grade needs to be roughly at your final grade. Um, so if you're on a sloping site or anything that can get really tricky because as that garage is extended past the house, if where the garage sits, if that soil that is on your lot drops four to six feet, that's a ton of sand, stone, and fill you need to bring back in to support your garage slab, bring all that back up. So um, I'd recommend them for more flat lots. Um, they get really tricky on walkout lots and um, walkout lots and, and steep sloping lots. Question here, do you work for yourself or with an architect? Um, I run my own design firm. Um, there are some projects I pair up with some architects on. Um, I'm technically their drafter and they do a great job of reviewing all the drawings. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's really fun. Actually, for anybody starting out in the industry, I highly recommend calling a local architect or expert, somebody that's been doing this a long time and saying, I would love to do your red lines or I'd love to do drafting for you. It's a great way to start. I'm sure they need the help. Everybody is super busy right now. And um, you'll learn a ton. You'll learn a ton. They'll share all their files with you. They're, they're, if you get a good relationship, they're great at answering questions and things. So definitely look into that. Um, yeah, for those of you out there. All right. Anybody new joining in, if you have any questions, feel free to hit them up in the chat. I would love to answer them for you. Um, I have a project. I can't seem to find one hour fire rate ESR number or detail. Do you know where I can find one? Um, the... I think the code, the IRC has fire rating details. I think, um, actually if you, another great follow on TikTok who's very active, um, is uh, building code challenge. His name is Glenn. He's actually a code writer. Um, so he would be a great resource to ask a question like that. Um, he is awesome with the codes, knows just about every, everything there is to know with them. So I would highly recommend a follow of his and um, yeah, shout out there to Glenn. What is your favorite style of home to design? Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I've been posting a lot of them lately. Um, I'm working with a builder in Colorado and we're designing some um custom vacation homes and they're just really fun. Um, get to try some new things with design styles and use some materials that I don't usually get to use in Indiana, like some real, um, real wood siding and things like that. So it's, it's really fun. Um, I'd say they're more modernish, like modern craftsman, hybrid mountain craftsman, mountain modern. I've heard all those terms. Um, yeah, I'm not the, the world's most versed in all the terminology. So I would say go with that. Do you model in 3D or pull your drawings from those via CAD or do you draw in 2D for each view? Okay, so I'm kind of old school. I draw everything in AutoCAD light. Um, I've explored Revit. I still would love to switch to Revit someday. Um, I've got somebody I outsource to that does it in Revit and sometimes I pick up some edits on those models. So I've, I've used it some. 
the reason I'm still in AutoCAD Lite is because I do so much of my work and time and energy is on the schematic side. And with AutoCAD, it's great because you don't need to know the thickness of your foundation wall to start laying out um, main floor walls, or you don't need to look at floor heights and joist systems and all that yet. Whereas Revit, you have to put that stuff in early um, or the model doesn't work. I know you can adjust it later, but it's just, I, it's not optimal to. Um, whereas CAD is nice where it's super light, um, really easy to adjust. So as you're on the schematic side, moving walls around and things is just, it's just been really easy for me. So anytime you see something from me that's in 3D, I usually import it into SketchUp and then build it that way. Um, I've gotten kind of quick at the transition, but it is what it is. What is the difference between a design firm and an architecture firm? Um, short answer, a licensed architect. <laughs> um, so a um, there's if the word architect is a um, professionally protected term. Um, so I am not one. I didn't go to architecture school. I don't have an architectural license. So you won't see architect in any of my um, marketing or branding. Um, so the, the difference there is, you know, the term designer, drafter, I hear a lot um, somewhere in there. Um, I, there's a, yeah, I won't bore you guys with the, architecture versus designer. I feel like I've gone over that a bunch in the past. Um, if you have more questions about which route to go, um, you can shoot me a message. I'd be happy to answer anything there for you. Um, again, recapping for those of you joining on TikTok, this is a live podcast. So I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn. I will post this to my SoundCloud, which will then go out to Spotify, Apple, anything. So if you missed anything, jump on it there. Um, I'm here to answer your questions. I've spent roughly 20 years working for home builders as a um, designer. Um, I managed a CAD team for a little while, was office manager for a little while, helped work on option sheets and selections. Um, I've done some time in sales. So I've got a lot of experience on the front end of things. Um, so anything up to that dig point, if you have any questions about that um, in the home building process, I'm here for you. Trying to avoid the dead air by singing. I'm sorry. I don't know why I resolved to singing. Um, maybe it's just nervous energy, but sometimes you don't always get the questions flying in as you normally would. Let's be honest here. I'm pulling something up on my end. It's going to talk about What is the difference? Oh, I already read that one. That is a double. Never mind. So, how's everybody doing today? Having a good Wednesday, is it? Um, let's talk about on the podcast. I've posted a TikTok on this, but um, this is something I don't think I've talked about in podcast form, and that is. Uh, 
kitchen cabinet boxes or how to save money when doing a kitchen cabinet design. Um, in my opinion, I think you need to think about box size. Well, first, know if you're designing with, if you're working with a custom cabinet manufacturer or a box cabinet manufacturer. So a custom cabinet manufacturer will be able to go on site, measure, build the cabinets exactly as the distances you have them. For a box cabinet manufacturer, they make boxes in every three inch increments. So if your um, cabinet space is an awkward number, let's say it ends on a two inch increment instead of a three inch, they make what's called a filler or filler strip. So um, you will get a filler and then your trim carpenter or cabinet installer will rip that down, cut it in size, um, put it in. So there'll be a little extra, it's the same color and finish as the cabinet, but there'll be a little extra dead space past that cabinet door. Um, the reason I like to eliminate those is um, it's just an added cost that you don't need. And the way you can eliminate them is by not putting cabinets wall to wall. Um, so let's say for a primary bath, you want a six foot vanity, right? If each end of the vanity ends on a wall, you're probably going to have a filler strip because let's be honest with framing. It never works out perfect. Um, so your framing is never perfectly. It would be 63 inches because you take a half inch off drywall each way. Um, it's rarely ever perfectly that. So you can just take and slide a, a cabinet base in. Um, and then, so you usually or end up ordering the cabinets a little short and then ordering fillers on the sides. Um, so I would recommend leaving one of the sides or designing in a, in a way that leaves those sides open. So you don't need filler. So if you just have 72 inches, you could order a 72 inch vanity, which every lumber yard provides every cabinet manufacturer makes, um, and just install it like that. Any other questions from the TikTok audience? Feel free to put them in the chat. I'll be happy to answer. Going back through the questions here. All right, well, maybe a shorter one today because getting as many questions as last week. So um, I'm gonna wrap up here in a couple minutes. Um, for those of you that are wondering, I'm making some awesome progress on a couple of things, a couple of resources that I'm going to sell in the future. So the first one is a room layout and sizing guide. So I've compiled through a bunch of my floor plans over the years, some actual rooms, size, rooms and sizes that I use on a consistent basis. So this is for a, most obviously, people that are starting off in the industry. B, if those of you that are wanting to design your own home and wanting to start with those drawings, this is a great reference tool to, to be able to refer back to for how big is a hall bath? How wide do I need to make stairs? What's the typical size for a pantry? 
I have all that information on there. So the rough room sizes are dimensioned. I even include some helpful notes about um, door swings and pocket doors and, and all that stuff. Um, so I'll be releasing that shortly. Please follow along. If you have any interest in um, pre-ordering it, send me a message. Um, you can send me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, any of those fun places. It's at Burnham Design Co. on all those, B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. Um, I'm also working on... I'm working on some resources that some builders actually use. So I have, I'm paired with a builder um, that is willing to share a lot of their documentation so that we can um, use it to sell a lot of it for you. So this is um, work orders, option sheets. So anybody thinking of general contracting their own house, there's so much awesome detail and information in here. Um, I would... I would highly recommend getting something like this in your build. Um, so keep your eye out for that. Again, if you're interested in pre-ordering either of those, shoot me a message. I don't have any of the links up yet, but I will shortly. Um, for those of you on, on TikTok, I'm going to wrap this up in a couple minutes. If you have any last questions, type away quick on your phones there. Um, and I would be happy to answer what I can for you. Um, Let's see here. Unrelated, for those of you that care, personal life and hobby stuff, I just got the board game Fort and I love it. Um, it's about little kids building a fort. It's by the same makers that made Root. For those of you that nerd out on board games, you should get it. It's a really fun deck builder with some interesting mechanics that make you follow along to what other people are doing. Um, really, really fun check it out. If you want to play board games with me on Steam, by the way, hit me up. Um, I've been playing a lot of Gloomhaven on Steam lately, and it is awesome. I can't recommend that more highly either. So let's get back to some home design questions. Um, oh, missed the answer. Well, good news is it's a podcast, so you can go back and look at it. I'm not going to repeat it, but you can go back. It's uh, up on YouTube. Um, it'll I'll post it tomorrow on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple. Um, the podcast for those of you on TikTok is builder versus buyer. Um, you can find it anywhere you get podcasts or just follow me on, um, either YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn. And that should do it for you. All righty. Well, thanks again, everybody for joining in and listening in the, the future people. Um, again, I hope the future is great and I will talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one.